because I've had a lot of White Claw to drink over the last, I don't know what, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it makes me say shit that I wouldn't normally say. I literally told my best friend on a Monday afternoon that her baby daddy had a lazy eye. Yeah, you know, it'd be like that sometime. <laughs> gonna make the open these legs joke but i think i already made that joke in. okay so i mean well we're here hi welcome back to politics episode eight it's been a minute we're really we're not good at keeping up with this over the summer uh we have been just this last we got busy with life well i haven't posted on instagram <clears throat> either oh wow but that's hard yeah because i don't want to like be on instagram like all day, even though I am on Instagram all day. You don't want to be on Instagram all day like, oh my God, I'm here, politics. Politics. Politics at the grocery store. Everything's terrible. <laughs> the world's on fire. Yeah, basically. No, it's just, I don't know. There's something about like trying to come up with a really long caption that's like really hard. Well, does it always have to be a story? Could it be just be short? You know what else makes me uncomfortable? What? Is like having to interact with people. Like, I'm going to have to start doing that. I'm going to have to start, like, posting stuff on Instagram. And then people, like, like if we have fans, like, if at some point we have, like... A fan? Like, a fan base. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to start, like, interacting with them. And that makes me, like... Scared. Not scared. Just, like, even, like, when my own friends send me messages on Instagram, I wait, like, three days to look at it. Yeah, I know. It gets stressful. You're like, ah, what do they want? Yeah, kind yes. of. It's weird. I just like. Well, what do you have strangers, strangers like asking you for your underwear? I mean, who's to say I don't already have that? I don't know, those are things I don't need to know. <laughs> I already told you I was going to sell my bathwater, so. <laughs> we could put it on the website. We could start selling merchandise. Like my bathwater. Well, aside from your bathwater, we could start selling like coffee mugs and stuff. With, yeah, like, we, our logo on it. Right, but we don't have any money. We have to get more than, like, 100 followers first. Yeah. Well, right now, we have a fan base of, like, 16, which is kind of cool because I don't have that many friends. No, I don't have any friends. I don't know who's listening, but thank you if you are. If you are, thank you. <laughs> you have been drunk for, like, three weeks in a row. I have. It's been my birthday month. And it's also cancer season. And it's so cancer season. So we've been season. drunk and crying. Drunk and lots of crying, lots of emotional reflection. <laughs> yeah, we had a party. That was fun. It was fun. Your 26th birthday. My 26th birthday I spent in my bed recovering from said party. I woke up naked in a different room of the house than I started out in. That's really upsetting for a lot of us. Yeah. I woke up in my own bed like a good Catholic boy. Really just like your birthday month. I am a big deal in this house and I require a lot of attention. So yeah. we've been focused a lot on me and my needs. Well, then our dad came back. Yes, he did. And we went out to eat. And that's always fun because that's like an event in and of itself. And there was a lot of alcohol involved with that as well. There's been, the theme of this month has been alcohol. Yes. Yes, it has. And I think that's fine. It is for like a minute. Yeah. We'll take, like, a break now, though, because the end of July is, like, the Saturday night of the weekend, you know? Yeah. Where, like, Sunday is, like, slowly on the horizon. August is so the Sunday of the summer vacation. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, yeah. Well, and then everybody goes back to school early. And then like, everyone's depressed. Like, the teachers go back, like, in a week. Yep. And Faith goes back on the 15th. So she's got, like, a little less than a month left of summer. But it feels like a lot less. Because it's the 18th now. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that's just what we've been up to. Before we talk about politics, I want to talk about The Bachelor. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette? Yeah. Because we had we watched a very emotional episode yesterday, which sparked a lot of conversation. I think just with everyone, not even just you and I. like Just the conversation on male toxicity. Just like social media is just like going off. Yeah. They were not here for this guy in this whole situation. So even if you don't watch The Bachelorette, I think that you probably might still have a pretty good idea of what's happening. So 
you have Hannah, who's the Bachelorette, and then you've got Luke. Who's one of the last contestants One on of the, the last show. contestants, and then there's three other guys that are actually fairly nice. He's been a problem contestant the entire show. He's been weird. He Luke. told her he loved her like a week into the show. Yeah. He's been very possessive and very... Toxic. Toxic. Very toxic guy on this show. Yes. Doesn't get along with any of the other male contestants. Just like a total, like, problem guy. Yes. I am here for her taking four guys into fantasy suites, though. Yeah, I think that's hot. Because they've not done that before. She, like, made the choice. Like, I'm taking four guys into fantasy suites. Yeah. So I'm here for that. I'm here for her. I'm here for her in her... Because she was not here for him and the bullshit that he spewed at her. Which well, is... That, I'll let you explain it. So essentially... She takes four guys into fantasy suites. So if you are not uh, a part of Bachelor Nation, fantasy suites is the <laughs> sex auditions. <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily, but that's like what you do in fantasy suites. Yeah, like, like it's time. That's the point because you take it down to three guys. Yeah. So again, she brings in four. That's never happened before. Um, so she goes on her four dates or whatever. Luke is the last, mm-hmm. but it may not necessarily have been filmed that way. Like, we don't actually know, like... Who went was, first. If it was filmed in that order. But anyway, so she sits down to her date with Luke, and he's like, okay, cool. So I just want to let you know that if you've had sex with any of these guys on these dates, then I'm going home. There, he, it was a, there was a little bit more to it than that. I mean, that's a pretty... But that's, like, that's essentially what he told Yeah, like, so Those a, are his exact words. Yeah. There was other stuff he said, but those are his exact words. But I think the other stuff that he said is important because it's also equally disgusting. It is. Um, because he's basically sitting there telling her that he expects his future whatever yeah. to have behaved a certain way, yeah. to have the exact same values as him, mm-hmm. and that any adjustments that would need to be made would be on her part, not his. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like very controlling, very... Very, like, toxic masculinity. Yes. Which is a weird request to make when you're in his position because, A, he's a contestant. He's not The Bachelor. Yeah. So he doesn't get to put, like, those, um, like, parameters. On her. On her because she's the one that, like, ultimately gets to decide whether he stays or goes. hmm So. Well, clearly he doesn't feel that way because. No, he doesn't. He sticks around anyway. Yes. And I think her conversation with him is what everybody was here for. Now, I'm not necessarily here for this whole, like, they keep bringing it to, like, a like a church thing. And I don't know if that's just, like, who she is. Mm-hmm. But, like, they keep making it about, like, I don't know, like, Jesus, that whole, like, Jesus still loves me thing. Like, I, I wish they had left that portion out of it. Because it's still kind of, like, the insinuation that you've done something wrong. Right, and I just, like, don't think that's necessary, necessarily. Yeah. Like, if that's, like, your belief system, then that's one thing, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if, like, Christianity has a place on The Bachelorette. I don't know. That's just my thought process. Um, I think her conversation with him was really representative of a lot of the conversations that, like, we as women have had with men or like wanted to have with men that didn't necessarily go very well. Yeah. Men don't give a shit about their own sexual past. No. And this guy clearly did not either. He, and he also said that he had been celibate for two and a half to four years. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a really long long, estimate. Yeah. Like it's either two or four. Like that's a, that's not a good, it could be like two and a half to three. Like that would, make more sense but two and a half to four that's like a whole year and a half span of like you could potentially not have been celibate wait we're not sure <laughs> yeah that you're leaving that like sense. up to it like a question mark but essentially she just kept getting angry and she kept saying that like i'm so mad right now i'm so mad right now well yeah because that's gross because he literally sat there and told her he was like if you had sex with these guys i'm going home mm-hmm. yeah bye but and she was just like you could see the look on her face she was like well not only like a, he doesn't get to tell her what to do. No. Like, that's not what that's not how the show works. Like, no, but that's the, all scripted reality, and, like, I understand that, and I'm here for that, but, like, that's not how the show works. Like, he doesn't get to make those choices for her. That You said something yesterday 
that I thought was really interesting where you said that men have that pre-programmed gene where like we think we don't have to do anything. Another pre-programmed gene that we sometimes have is we think that we can tell you what to do. Yeah. He, it's like that societal, like, I don't even know what it is. It's just like where society somewhere, somebody has said like, okay, so men can do whatever they want and then women have to listen to what the men say. Yes. And he's clearly like, He's very much, in, like, has that ingrained in him. Allegedly, because this could literally be all right scripted. Well, so the portion of her conversation that I think was really important that has nothing to do with politics, which is why we're talking about it, um, where she says, like, you're the closest thing that I had to love at first sight. And it's like I've made excuses and excuses and excuses and... Like, I've ignored the red flags. I've ignored what everybody said um, to keep you around because, like, my heart said one thing. But I think now, just based on the conversation that they had, and she saw firsthand just, like, how disrespectful and toxic he actually is towards her and just towards relationships in general that she was finally like, okay, like, now I get it. You have to go home. Because then he wouldn't get up from the table. No. He, he would not get up from the table. She was like, okay, so you're going home now. And he just sat there. He just sat there. And you can tell by the look on his face that he was like waiting for her to be done so he could start speaking. Like not listening, not comprehending. It was just like going all in one ear, over not his, the other. Yep. In one ear, not the other. And I think as women, we've had that person. We've had that like, my heart thinks I'm supposed to be with this person, but they're like actually really terrible and they do all these terrible things, but I'm just going to continue to make excuses and excuses until like, I, I don't know. Like some women never come to that realization. Like it was interesting that we got to like walk through that, like discernment with her on national television. I think it's good. I think we needed to see it. I think we needed to see like the wheels turning in her head to be like, Oh, so even though my heart says something, like, this person's actions make it clear, like, that this is not cool. This is not okay. Yeah. And we have to send them home. (laughs) They have to go home. They have to go home. Luke has to go home. Yeah. But he was a dick about the entire thing. Like, he wouldn't even get up from the table. Because men don't hear when women tell them that they're incorrect or, like, I can't believe she's having the audacity. Yeah, like, I can't believe she would... Say this to me. How dare she? Yeah. What was it that he said to her at the very end that she was like... You owe me. I think you owe me. I think you owe it to me to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't owe you anything. I thought her poor little head was going to explode. Like, roll right off of her shoulders? Yeah. Yeah. She's so small. Well, and, like, I can't, like... Everything he said prior to that had me, like, breathing fire. I find it funny that that's the thing that set her over. It's like, you owe me this. Like, he would have been done after he told me I wasn't allowed to have sex with Tyler C. Be like, no, sir. (laughs) You don't get to put that on me. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to have sex with Tyler C. (laughs) But she didn't. No. And And he respected her decision. He did, but... Again, this is all... Scripted. Scripted. That he can't, they couldn't do it because he's going to be the bachelor. Yeah. So they couldn't, in good faith, have him, like, have sex with her. He has to be a virgin, like Holden. And then put him on the bachelor. Like, that's not hot. Like, we don't need to know that he slept with Hannah and then he's on the bachelor, you know? I never thought about it that way, but I guess that's true. It just came to me as to why. Because she slept with Pete. She did. And he's not going to win. No. So... But that's like way too far into the Bachelorette for us to go because we are <laughs> not. <laughs> this is not a Bachelorette recap podcast. Yeah. No, I just I wanted to I wanted to talk about it because I feel like you just had like a lot of opinions on this and you needed to say them. Well, no, I just think it's I think it's important because we have all been in her shoes. We have all loved a scumbag, man or woman, and just like been in that position mm-hmm. and it was I don't know it was interesting to see her go through it and make the decision for all of us 
that Luke needed to go home. Yeah. Because we all have a Luke that needs to go home. Yeah. But she finally sent him home. Okay. So should we like talk about politics? Yeah, because we're a political podcast. I feel like that's where we should be. <laughs> so what has happened since the last de- set of debates? We lost a fucking candidate is what happened. And like a daddy candidate too. Rest in peace. He was one of the Democratic daddies. Eric. He's gone. Eric, you ran through our lives. Yep. You broke our hearts. You broke our hearts. I was really sad to see his um, his little like bye-bye speech on Instagram. Yeah, but he didn't do like a good job. Like all he did was sound like a young frat boy screaming at Joe Biden. Pass the torch, mm-hmm. bro. Pong. Yeah. yeah. Like it, he just it I wasn't mean, his time. You had said it before. Like there was really no reason for him to be there. No. There's really no reason for most any of them to be there. <laughs> most, if not all, of any of run them. for fucking Senate. So Christ, talk to me about that. Run for Senate. Why? Why do that instead? Because we don't need 24 candidates for president. John Hickenlooper, you're not going to be president. So but you could be the senator of Colorado because that's a competitive race. Right. Steve Bullock, governor of Montana, you're not going to be president. Okay, so real quick, he was not in the debates. No. he's. What, what is his name? Steve Bullock. Steve, okay, he was not in the debates. I have not heard of him at all. He is the governor of Montana. Where did he, like, Where? I understand that he physically came from Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritually, why is he in this? I don't know, because why he's was- a centrist. And he, he, in his mind, and it kind of makes sense, he won the governorship in 2016 in a state that Trump carried by X amount of points. Mm-hmm. It's a Republican state, but he's a Democratic governor. Right. So he has potential to kind of win over. Right, but he wasn't in the first set of debates, and I'd never heard of him up until yesterday. Yeah, I know. So he just, like, you can, like, still enter the race right He now? entered the race back in May. He just didn't have the donors at the time because he entered so late. But he has the donors for this one, so... That's bizarre. I know. So we still have 20 candidates, even yes. though Eric Swalwell's gone. And we actually have like a net gain of one because we have Tom Steyer as well. What? Yeah. Who is that? That's the billionaire that announced his candidacy. When? Like a week ago. I've never heard of him before. He has gained a lot of popularity in the last like two or since the Trump administration, really, because he's a billionaire who hates Trump. He was a big Clinton donor and now he wants to, he's like, been funding the impeach Trump movement and shit, and okay. now he's running for president. So. so we have 21. Yeah. We have 21. I didn't see him on the list for the... He didn't make the debates. So he's not running anymore. He just re- he just announced his candidacy. Okay. So he's running, but he's not going to be in the debates at the end of July. Correct. And what is his name? Tom Steyer. Okay. Where's he from? The United States of America. Okay. I just know so, he's a billionaire. I don't like to look into guys like that because I think they're ridiculous. Right. And he was part of the whole impeached Trump shit. Which we haven't really heard a whole lot about. Well, he's been part of that since, like, Trump, like, took the oath of office. Right. So he's, like, one of those that's, like, a hardcore, I can't stand Trump guy. Right. And I find that to be a bit ridiculous. So I don't ever look into them. But now he's running for president, so I guess I have to. I suppose so. So we've got two more candidates. Eric Swallow's out. Let's talk about Marianne Williamson for a second. Uh. I'm like really here for like all of the memes that people keep creating about like her and like her love movement. I'm ready for the, the debate qualifications after this next one get even more strict. Right. And the stricter they get, the more candidates you're going to start to see fall off. And hopefully she'll be one of those that doesn't make the third round of debates. Like, evaporates. <laughs> Goes to New Zealand. Maybe. Could you imagine that shit? If Marianne Williamson went to New Zealand? No, if she was the Democratic nominee. Or if she was, like, the president. President Marianne Williamson. I mean, Donald Trump is the current president, so it's not all that outlandish. I know it's not all that outlandish. That's why I say that with, like, a hint of trepidation. Yeah. I mean, like, I would probably prefer her to Donald Trump. I don't know. 
because we have the same like feelings about policies and stuff. I don't know. She just feels like she's like not a real person. No, she isn't. But she writes really good books. That's cool. Well, I just, I don't know. We go on like a lot of rants about her. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't stand like the state of humanity. But I feel like we should encourage people to vote for people that they like. And we talk a lot of shit about Marianne Williamson. (laughs) Uh, We do. And that's, I mean, that's not fair. I mean, I don't care about her feelings. She's fine. I mean, I don't necessarily care about her feelings. I care about the feelings of our listeners. Oh, yeah. And then, like, if you like Marianne Williamson, please write to us. (laughs) Let us know. And we will, and I mean, I, I mean this seriously, in a constructive way. Explain to us why you like her so much. Yeah, and if you think she would be a good candidate. And if she would be a good candidate. I'm genuinely interested to, like, know why, because I can't for the life of me figure it out. (laughs) Not that I'm endorsing any other candidate over another, because here at Politics, everybody's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) I want you all to, like, really understand that. Like, I don't find value in any of these people. They are all collective garbage. Yeah, I would have to agree. So, with that being said... I'm interested in hearing about any Democratic candidates. I don't want to hear about any Republican candidates. <laughs> That's not true. I want to hear about all of them. I'm obsessed with all of them. I During 2016, I sat and watched all of the Republican debates because it was fascinating to me. Yeah, but you're a political scholar, so that makes sense. Like you. That is an overstatement. I well, am a homosexual. <laughs> you are like 75% of the way a political scholar, so like it makes sense. That I like, like I like how you said that. All of that would interest you. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to want to hear from the Republican candidates because at some point, someday, they might start appealing to you. Yeah. Parties change all the time. Oh, absolutely. And we don't want to run to our opposite corners because that's how you get people like Donald Trump. Right. It's gross. No, that's that's um you're right. Absolutely. But I think right now we're in a situation where everybody's in their opposite corner. Everyone is so in their opposite corner. But we, so we have to kind of like try to come back towards the middle. I don't know. I don't know what that means though, because everyone's like, "Ew, political center is for lesbians." Yeah, but we like lesbians. We do like lesbians, but people don't like the political center. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense because I think more things will like satisfy both sides if like everybody just kind of meets in the middle like i would be willing to like give up something on my side if it meant abortion well no that's like a that's like way too big like i don't know like i would be willing to give up like a minor issue if it meant accomplishing like two or three big issues so we only give a little bit and the other side has to give. No, no, no. They would have to do the exact same thing. They'd have to give up something, some minor issue in order to accomplish like two or three big issues. That would be interesting. So like if they, I don't know. If they were like, fine, we will, I don't know, raise minimum wage to like $20 or $15, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that means, like, they would still want to lower the taxes. So that's, like, a big issue for them is, like, lowering the taxes. taxes. That would be interesting. So, okay, so then that's, like, something I would, I would be like, okay. Like, you can have your lower taxes, but you need to raise the minimum wage. wage. That makes sense to me. That may not make sense to, like, anybody else. The problem right now that people are arguing is that we're in the situation we're in because we keep electing centrist people. Who was centrist? Obama? O- Obama was a centrist, whether people want to hear it or not, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He didn't like run away from the Bush administration and all that much shit. Right. Um, socially, yes, but as far as like the Bush tax cuts and uh, what was going on in the Middle East – he didn't really change much. Military policy wasn't all that different. Is that bad, though? My opinion, no. Right. I mean, 
I think we are we all collective um, can collectively agree that it was just all just a bunch of series of bad decisions going back. Yeah. Multiple administrations. Yeah. But that's what people are saying is like, well, they weren't doing anything radical. They weren't doing anything this or that. They were just trying to stay in the middle. Look where we are now. Yeah, but so I that's don't... why everyone has. So maybe then maybe that's what needs to happen. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez for president. <laughs> you can't put that in there because that's racist. Yeah. Um. So okay, before we move on to her, when are the next set of debates? Um, at the end of July. I think it's the 30th and the 31st. Uh-oh. You know what that means. Charcuterie board. Here are the 2020 Democratic candidates who qualify for CNN's debates. So it's everyone. The, all the exact same people. Except for Sex Moulton. <laughs> he wasn't even in the first set of I debates. know. Um... Yeah, it's all the same people. Where's the new guy? Bullock. Is he in there? Michael Bennett, Biden, Cory Booker, Steve Bullock. There he is. Okay, so it's all the same people except they're trading out Daddy Swalwell for Steve Bullock. So in the end, it doesn't even matter. They're going to do like a random thing. That's what they did for the first one. Yeah. Where they went, and then they picked the... Yeah. So it's going to be totally at random. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of raising the minimum wage to $15, a thing just came across my computer that said the House passed a $15 minimum wage bill. They did. That won't go anywhere. Senate's not going to pick that up. Really? No. Why? I don't know. Because I feel a lot like of that's not a lot to ask for. It. I don't want to say I don't know. I know exactly why. Depending on where you live, a $15 minimum wage is going to mean something different. Mm-hmm. If you're living in Elizabeth, Kansas, $15 minimum wage is... Like you hit the jackpot. Expensive. Yeah. For small business. Yeah. So... But... It's a blanket $15 minimum wage could, you know, it hurt... potentially hurt some people. Hurt some people. And Businesses. so that's what they have to take into consideration. Krista really likes Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I was talking to her on the when we were on the escalator going up to Concrete Cowboy, mm-hmm. and she was saying how uh, she was looking forward to like the next cycle of elections because then some of these people that we're hearing about now, like her and whoever else, will be old enough and possibly more experienced enough to run for president. Mm-hmm. Like over the next couple of election cycles, yeah, maybe learn a thing or two about how to be in Congress. Okay, so let's let's talk about Nancy Pelosi and man, her going after all these women. So that whole thing, like they like flipped it, turned it, and reversed it, like <laughs> like Missy Elliott, like Missy Elliott, like it was. So these girls were super against that border bill that went through the House of Representatives. They had to pass it on a bipartisan what the fuck ever. We need to back up first and say like who these girls are. So there's four Democratic Congresswomen. There's Ariana Presley, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and then Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. They have like named them the squad. We're not because fucking calling them that here because I <laughs> cannot stand that they have been given like a monkeyer. So we these four Congresswomen, they're Congresswomen. They're yeah. not a squad. The only reason they're called the squad is because they are like the four freshmen, like. Coming in to like beat your ass because news media is stupid. That's yes, why they're is. called the squad. I don't. I. I'm not here for the squad. I don't know if we need that right now. No, that's it's, <laughs> ah. So anyway, these women were really opposed to any sort of bill going through the House of Representatives that did not address the shit going on with the kids in the concentration camps at the border. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi didn't give a fuck. She was like, with or without you, this bill is going to go through. What is the bill? Funding for the Funding board. for the migrant facilities? Not the migrant facilities necessarily. Well, yes, fi- funding for the migrant facilities, but funding for 
border patrol and shit down there because it's nuts. Right, right, right. No so border they, wall. They didn't want that bill to get passed. They didn't want that funding. Well, because it didn't address. Okay. Okay. That the makes migrant sense. shelters. So they asked Nancy Pelosi about these four congresswomen in a press conference, and she said she's like, "These four women. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's four of them. And there's women. <laughs> and that's how many votes they got." Alexandria, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You can just call her AOC. AOC decided to turn that into a, well, I can't believe she would go after these four women of color. Yeah. Yes. So they were in a fight, and something that's always been a hallmark of Nancy's career as Lady in the House Democrats is she's always kept unification. Mm Mm-hmm. So media is trying to exploit this as, oh, no, where there are cracks in the foundation. Oh, yeah. They're not unified. They're not God. unified. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi has dementia. <laughs> like, that's where they were going to run with this, right? So, of course, the president. Yeah. Good old Donnie. <laughs> good old Daddy Donnie got on Twitter and went after these four women by name. Yeah. And so that is directly related to the feud that began with Nancy Pelosi. Uh-huh. Okay. And told them all to go back to where they came from. Um, I have his exact quote here. He said, to go back and help fix the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came. So they're all from here. Except for Ilhan Omar. She is an American citizen. She's a refugee from Somalia. Right. So everyone kind of figured that it was directed towards her because, yes, our our AOC is, you know, her parents are from Puerto Rico. They're... But Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but still. I've had somebody say that to me before. Like, somebody told me one time to go, what did they say? They were like... I don't know, something just, like, about, like, Puerto Rico and, like, go back to building houses and, like, send your family back wherever. I was like, well, Puerto Rico's part of the United States. Yeah, but Donald is dumb enough to make up. Right. Well, I'm just saying, there was, like, some 13-year-old boy that shouted that at me one time. (laughs) Puerto Rico's a commonwealth, so fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, people don't. People are stupid. Just, like, the president. So, (laughs) Ariana Presley, she's black. So, like, there's no, like, her parents are migrants from, she's black, from yeah. Chicago. And then Rashida Tlaib is also Muslim. Right. But she's from Michigan. Her, I think her parents are um, immigrants from Palestine. Okay. So. But she herself is She from, herself is from here. here. She's just, she, her parents immigrated here. Yeah. So, it was stupid. It's racist. Like, that's, like, racist. Everyone knows the president is a fucking racist. Like, that's not surprising to anybody anymore. So the House decided, the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi decided that the House was going to pass a resolution condemning Donald's racist tweets. Racist tweets. So an official condemnation means that on behalf of... Of America, the mm-hmm. United the States House of Representatives condemns this action or right. condemns what you said. Like it doesn't mean anything else. Nothing happens to him. They just right. it just, just goes like on records that we say, hey. Yeah. Fuck you. That's rude. <laughs> oh my god. That's basically what the House is saying. OMG. So they introduced the resolution and it's like immediate shitstorm on the floor house of the House of Representatives. Everyone starts, you know, speak. Everyone has like their, I have one minute to speak. Yeah. So the Republicans all get up and they say, we are wasting America's time with this, but we should be talking about infrastructure and healthcare and this and that. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. The Democrats are all getting up and saying, this is insulting to everybody is an American. This is not what we stand for. Look at how the president is embarrassing our country. Yes. We have to stand up and say, hey, 
Oh my God. You can't say things like that. Yeah. Why does the president have a Twitter account? I don't think that should be allowed. The president has always had, as long as Twitter's been around, Obama had a Twitter account. Right. That's fine. But it wasn't like him like sitting and like live tweeting like what he's watching on television. Right. I think there should be an official like White House Twitter account like for the president, Mm -hmm. but then like somebody else runs it. Yeah. Like. A staffer. Yes. To where it's not like we should not have like direct contact with the president from his fucking Twitter account. Like as he's sitting in bed. Yes. Which is exactly what it is. It's such a fascinating time that we live in. So everyone's fighting. Nancy Pelosi gets in trouble because she says that the president's words were racist. And that is... they were. They... That is arbitrary. Apparently, there is a rule. (laughs) And there is a whole bunch of weird ass rules that you have to follow in the house of representatives when you're speaking on the floor right you can't like personally attack anybody you can't say anything about anyone's personality or anything like that nothing personal which is i think beneficial because they all can't get out there and call each other fat sluts like right as they're debating like you're a slut like they probably want to i know that i would i would get up there and be like you know what fuck you kevin (laughs) mccarthy you eat donald trump's ass that's homophobic, but I'm I mean, gay. Everybody eats ass in 2019. I know. Everybody eats ass in 2019. Um, That's going to be the title of this episode. Everybody eats ass in 2019. That's fine. Yeah. But they can't do that. You they also can't eat ass or they can't say that? They probably can't eat ass either. There's probably a rule about that somewhere in Thomas Jefferson's parliamentary rule book, which is what it's called. Oh. So, of course, they get up there with the handbook and they're like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's one of those things where, like, whenever he wrote that, there was no Twitter. Yes. So we've got... There was no anything. We've got... There was no racism because... (laughs) We just were here. We were just breathing as people. Yes. I don't know. You got to evolve. Anyway. So in that rule book, it also says that you can't accuse the president of bigotry. But what if the president is a fucking bigot? (laughs) That didn't exist back then because they were all also slave owners. Okay. So, they... So, how did that not exist, but it was written in that book? I don't know. It was a weird time. What did a bigot mean in the year six or whatever? 1800? I don't know. Okay. So, she lost her speaking privileges. Her speaking privileges? For the day. She wasn't supposed to be... What the fuck is that? So, if you break one of the rules, you are technically not allowed to speak on the floor for the rest of the day. Why am I just now hearing about this? Yes, it's crazy. The parliamentary be- rules are bananas. I cannot believe you did not tell me about this. Yes. I wrote it in my thing. I wanted to save it for this. So, what do they do? Like, put her in a corner with a dunce cap on? Like, <laughs> like sit quiet. down. <laughs> be quiet. Be quiet, Nancy. No speaking. That's mm. cr- that seems outdated. S- Yes and no, because like I said, it keeps them from calling each other whores on the floor of the Senate. Okay. Or of the House of I'm Representatives. I'm here for that. I'm here for so that. So it keeps decorum. Okay. You also can't wear a hat. You can't wear a hat? I don't think so. They had to make special dispensation for Ilhan Omar to wear her. So I couldn't like wear like a snapback. No. On the House floor. No. You couldn't be at like, no, <laughs> no. No snap back from the House floor. Anyway, so she lost her speaking privileges. The Republicans then moved to have her remarks stricken from the record because they broke. Because she broke the rules. Because she broke the rules. Right. So when they do that, you're supposed to, they have to vote on it because you have to vote to breathe in there. Right. And the Democrats all voted no to keep her, re- not to strike her words from the record to keep them there okay which is that's good that sounds good to me because i know there's some conflict between her and then like younger members of yeah but no they voted they all voted to keep her words in the record well that's good that means they're more unified than we think they are and then they voted to restore her speaking privileges okay so they they were there for madam nancy yes that makes me happy so that happened 
I forgot what we were even talking about. This Where? was the resolution. Okay. Of. Okay. Oh my God, how dare you? <laughs> yes. Love Nancy. So that happened. XOXO. The guy that was. Pre- so during the day, there's always someone from the majority party that is presiding over the house in lieu of the speaker because she can't be there every day sitting in the chair like. Right. She has shit to do. Yeah. So the guy that was in charge for the day literally stood up and was like, I can't, like, this is ridiculous. And like threw the gavel on the, on the chair and then walked out. And then. What was he mad about? Just the whole proceedings was nonsense. Yeah. And then daddy Swalwell got in trouble because he said shit. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. So he was quoting the president when he was talking about shithole countries. And then the Republicans were like, Hey, you said shit. So what, they threw him in the corner with the dunce cap? No, they just had to strike his, because it's profanity. You know what this is. Gilead? I know. No, they're distracting us from Area 51. They don't want us. (laughs) (laughs) They want us to forget what we know. What we know, yeah, yeah. That's what this is. So, I digress. They voted on the resolution. All the Republicans voted no, not to condemn it. There was, I thought there was like four that like were like okay. Oh yeah, there were four. Uh, Will Hurd, and then I don't know the rest of them. Yeah, but Will Hurd's important because he almost lost his congressional seat in this last election. There, yeah, there were a couple Republicans that did vote on the. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania. He's another one that came close. Okay. Um, he's gonna, his seat is going to be a toss up in the next election. This lady from Indiana, I don't remember her name. She voted against it too. Or no, she voted for it. Yeah. But she's retiring, so she probably doesn't give a fuck. She's like, whatever. Yeah. And then I don't remember who the other one was. Um, wh- where's Justin Amash? He voted for it. Yeah. But he's an independent now. He's not a Republican. Right. We've talked a lot about him in the past, just being like the only outspoken Republican as far as impeachment goes. But I guess if he's an independent now, that's fine. Yeah. In- indie. So that was exhausting. So it's still, like, happening. Like, you said there was a rally last night? Yeah, there was a rally in Greenville. And the Republicans are saying that it was only a small group of people. But you could hear it as you were watching it. Right. They were all chanting, send them back. Send them back. Or send her back, I'm sorry, about Ilhan Omar. That's bizarre. I know. That's really bizarre. I mean, is it? She wears a turban. So, of course, they're going to go after her. Well, they literally appeal to the lowest common denominator yeah. of people. And it's the easiest thing to go after. Because people are ignorant. Well, it just doesn't make... Like, I would never in my life... I don't know. I guess because I'm not a racist. I just, like... I would never, like, go somewhere and then, like, fall into, like, a chant of, like... No. Like, in any regard. like Or, like, any... It's just because it's... It's, it's <laughs> easy because she's a Muslim. They right. go after her because she's a Muslim. Right. And the people they're trying to appeal to like that shit. That's why I said the lowest common denominator. So, what is that? Greenville, South Carolina? North Carolina. North, they were okay. North Carolina. Okay, so, yeah. If you wanted to... A town that is 30% black, but it was an all-white rally. Right. They were all in there with the hats, like a bunch of Nazis. It just, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Shocking. I just don't, what is the correlation between her and then like the state of the country? So like to go somewhere and then be like shouting, like send her back, like A, send her back where? And why? Like, what does her being here have to do with you? And, like, your day-to-day life? Like, how is that affecting you? I mean, it's not. It's not. I'm just saying, like, I would love to lo- understand these people's thought process. Of, it's like, a, it's of a, that mentality, that s- send-them-back mentality. What, what did he say? Go back and fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. But we have, like, broken and crime-infested places here in the United States. Yeah. Like, every town has, like... Yeah, but they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear themselves compared to those types of places. But, like... Which is why they don't like these girls. 
it's an old thought process. Yeah, very much so. It just seems like an easy scapegoat. It is an easy, but it's always been that way. Fear of the other is the easiest way to get somebody to fall into whatever you're trying to get them to believe. Because that's the easiest way to get somebody to be like, oh, to be like, oh, is if this other person this is person taking that, your things yeah, and is coming to take me. Yes. That's fucking bananas. Yeah. So what happens now, I guess, with any of them, with Nancy, with the squad? I mean, which we're not saying. We're not saying the squad. <laughs> They're just kind of this will stay in the headlines until he says something else that's stupid. Because that's literally all it's been for the last three years. Is that? It's just him saying one stupid ass thing after another. Yeah, it'll be somebody else next week. So Mueller was supposed to testify today, but he's testifying next week. He was supposed to testify yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I'm sorry. But he's testifying next week. On what day? I think the 24th. Okay. So we need to watch that. But I don't know if it's going to present us with any new information that we already. Ted, those are hard to watch because they all start fighting in there. I remember watching Hillary's Benghazi testimony and Elijah Cummings and uh, Trent Gowdy, the two leaders of the committee that were leading the investigation, just fucking destroyed her, probably. Well, no, Elijah Cummings is a Democrat. They were destroying each other. They were just bickering and fighting the entire time. Well, and those things are always really long. They are. She was there for like 12 hours. I watched... The whole thing with, like, Brett Kavanaugh. Those are long. The one with, um, what was the lawyer's name? Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Like, those things are so long. It's going to be interesting. This will be the, I haven't watched the Democrats lead this kind of thing in the House, I think, since they've taken over. I haven't been able to watch any of it. I won't get to watch this one either, but. Yeah. It'll be interesting to hear about. I'll watch it. See what kind of questions. See if they ask anything good. Let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, my God. So I've got this broken down. So who, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Nobody knows. He's just a billionaire. He, I'd never heard of him up until the last couple weeks. So I remember coming across this story during, I think it was July of 2016. So I came across this and was like, holy fucking shit, because it was talking about him and being friends with Bill Clinton. Right. And, you know, him and, like, the alleged he likes young girls. Because this has always kind of been out there about this guy. This isn't about anything. Jeffrey Epstein? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is it. Yeah. But then nothing, it never went anywhere. And Well, it appears that he paid a lot of people off. It appears that he was, like, doing that the entire time. Right. But also... Donald Trump might be implicated in this as well, which mm-hmm. is why I think it didn't go anywhere, why they never used it. Right. Didn't make a bigger deal out of it. Because the media surely isn't going to give the Clintons a break on anything. No. Even though, like, they're probably, like, totally tied up in this, and that's heartbreaking. But yeah. whatever. Anyway, this guy has been around for a long time. He... He's a hedge, hedge fund manager. Like, he just he's just, like, a billionaire. He's not a hedge fund manager. I remember reading that he, like, managed portfolios for billionaires. Yeah. Which, in the 80s, there was only, like, 12 of them. And he dropped out of college. Yes. I was reading an article about him the other day. He was, um... He was a teacher as well. He was a teacher at, like, a very fancy school in New York. The Dalton School. But nobody knew why, because he didn't finish college. Yeah. And he was also really young, so there was, like, no reason for him to be there. He was, yeah, he taught for two years, and then, like, everybody, like, thought it was really weird. Um, so the dean of that school was the father of William Barr. Oh, that's hot. Yes. There's always weird connections in this shit. Yeah. It makes it, like, sound, like, super Illuminati, which I don't... I am not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but, like, people aren't doing a good job of making themselves not look like a bunch of fucking... Crazy people. Conspiracy partakers, I guess. Yeah. Because all of these people know each other, and it's like a sex trafficking ring that, like... Okay, so, yeah, like, so... What did he do... Why are we speaking about Why are we speaking about this man? So he was recently arrested on sex trafficking charges. They have been trying to go after this guy for a very long time. Mm -hmm. He got arrested 
in Florida back in the late 2000s, but he, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was thinking about what you said earlier. You called him a sex trafficker. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, because he's a sex trafficker, so he, he likes having sex in traffic. No, <laughs> he. They got him on something, and they found out all the shit about him. People knew that this guy was like into young girls, right? But he got cut this weird deal where he only had to do like thirteen months in prison, registered as a sex offender, but mm-hmm. only got charged with like prostitution was given, like, enormous freedoms in his work release to where he could be gone for hours. Right. Didn't have to check in. Is basically, like, he didn't... He got a like, slap on the wrist. Like, right. it was nothing. Not anywhere close. Not anywhere life. close. And his deal was cut by the now former Secretary of Labor under Donald Trump, Andrew Acosta. Oh, I have that written down in my notes. Or is it Alexander Acosta? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I have it. I have Acosta out written down. Will you pull his name up for me? Yeah. I think I, I think it's Alexander, and I said Andrew. Alexander Acosta. Okay. So. Yeah. So literally, like what you just said. Yeah. Like he cut him all these deals, and now he's gone. So he was cut a deal by the now former Secretary of Labor, Alexander Acosta. Yeah. He didn't cut that deal while he was Secretary of Labor. He cut it while he was a U.S. attorney. So this guy was trafficking young girls, allegedly. And this is the kind of deal that he was given. Trafficking them, but they're like on an island? Like on an island back and forth from New York to Florida, all over the place. Because he has his own private island as well. And this plane that they all called the Lolita Express. That's fucked. Where they would, like, get on the plane and, like, there was, like, a bed and they would all fuck. Like, sexy party. So, do you know the story of Lolita? I don't. It's a, it's a, it's a novel. Okay. It's written by... Robert Keith Lloyd Jr. Lolita is a 1955 novel written by Russian-American novelist Vladimir or something or other. This guy is in love with, like, a 14-year-old. Like, this old man. What is it like? Super long. In well, the like beginning. Giving, well, because it's like one of the greatest like novels ever written, so it was giving me like parts like part one, two, and three. Has fallen completely and utterly in love with Lolita Hayes, his landlady's gum snapping, silky skinned twelve year old daughter. Reluctantly agreeing to marry Mrs. Hayes just to be close. <laughs> just to be close to Lolita, Humbert offers. Suffers greatly in the pursuit of romance, but when Lo herself starts looking for attention elsewhere, he will carry her off on a desperate cross-country misadventure, all in the name of love. So yeah, Lolita is a story of a guy that fell in love with a 12-year-old girl and then married her mom to be close to her. That's nasty. So the fact that he named his plane the Lolita what? The Lolita. I don't know if he named it that, but that's like the nickname for it. The Lolita. that's, That's fucked. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, so... That book is very controversial because of... Uh, why? Explain <laughs> to me why. Yeah, because it's like one of the greatest novels ever written, but it's like... Ew. Yes, essentially, yes. That's anyway. also what they nicknamed Amy Fisher. What? Do you know who that is? Amy Fisher. She was the one that shot Joey Botafuco's wife. She was like 17. Oh. They named her the Long Island Lolita. That's kind of a stretch. Is it? Yeah, because 17 is not a child. That's gross. The specific theme of Lolita is like, I'm not going to say it on here. Pedophilia. Like that's, she was 12. Y- yes. That's really gross. I'm that really, is gross. I'm upset. But anyway, so Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein likes young, he likes children. No, you don't want to. S- no. Mm. I know what you mean. We talked about this before. He likes. Young girls. Girls. Yeah. And it's gross. Yeah. And. The reason a lot of people think that this has, like, gone on for so long is because this guy is connected to a lot of fucking people. Mm-hmm. Tons of people. Bill Clinton is documented being on trips with Jeffrey Epstein. Donald Trump had parties with him. Like, there are so many foreign leaders that know this guy. Yeah. And now he's in jail. He got 
they recharged. Denied, they denied him bail. They denied morning. him bail today. They charged him with sex trafficking. Today being July 18th. So July 18th, he was denied bail this morning. They found a bunch of weird shit in his apartment. CDs with pictures of girls on them. Loose diamonds. Diamonds? Yes. Cash. Like $70,000 in cash. An expired false passport from Austria. Yes, it's not looking good for this guy, but he knows a lot of people. Yeah, and a lot of people that have probably been involved in his little sexy parties. Yes, so everyone needs to hold on to their fucking hats. Yeah. Because we're about to learn a lot of disgusting shit about a lot of people. About a lot of important people. What did you say yesterday that it was like a 2,000-page document? Yes, that could potentially come out with just detailing everything that this guy was up to and people that had knowledge, people that participated, world leaders, yeah, politicians, businessmen, people that we know, household names are going to be implicated in this shit. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to have to give up the Clintons. I mean, a lot of people have given them up already just well, because they're actually really terrible people, but I'm not, I'm like not, it's like, Hannah and Luke. Like, <laughs> like the handmate? Oh. Like, I know that... I know that they need to go home, but, like... We're Hannah and the Clintons are Luke P. Yeah, like, in my heart, I'm like, I'm just not ready to give you up yet. Yeah, but... I can't quit Get you. ready. We're about to learn a lot of disgusting shit. What do we do? I don't know. I said that the day that, like, I give up the Clintons is, like, the day that politics is over. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Everything political is just like out the window. I mean, this is going to be a completely new field. Yeah, we have going to this is this is going to take us to places that we've never been. I before. was going to say this is a magnitude that we've not ever seen before. Yeah. Do you think that's true, or are they just making it sound worse than it is? Because nobody would be surprised if Bill Clinton or Donald Trump was involved with. No, but that's some really bad shit to be involved in. Oh, my God. Yes. Of course it is. And there's more people than that. They're... Yeah. And, be and the fact that this guy got away with this for so long. Well, it'll be like the, like the Joe Paterno effect. Yeah. Where, like, all of a sudden... The entire town of Pennsylvania goes to jail. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, something all of these people have known for... Years. 30-plus years... It never said anything? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this guy was in bail, so he's going to stay in jail until he goes to trial. And so he he's like physically in jail. He is in jail. Okay. And like in a regular jail. I mean, I don't know. Like, like he's in jail. From first to last. Yes. Now, if he gets convicted... This means that he's never getting out of jail because he could get a sentence up to 45 years. He's an old man. He's not right. going to survive that. Right. So he will be in jail probably for the rest of his life. What are the odds of him getting convicted, do you think? They have a lot on him. Yeah. I don't want to speculate, but I mean, I don't know what the defense. I mean, they're... I, I just, given, like, who he is yeah. and his connections, it makes me wonder if he's actually going to serve the time that he's supposed to serve. I don't know, because they already did that for him. <laughs> right. And there's evidence that he was still committing the same crimes while he was going through the legal system. What happened that, like, all of a sudden this came back into the news? He got arrested at the airport. For what? Sex trafficking. They, like, did a raid on his house. I wonder why, though. Like, why all of, like... The sudden he's back? Yeah. Like, what tipped the scale? And they were like, you know what we need to do? We need to go raid Jeffrey Epstein's house. No. He was already... Like, so, under the Someone was going after him for that sweetheart... That's what they called the deal, the sweetheart deal. So he was being sued for that. Because people were arguing that that deal was illegal. Yes. So he was already kind of under the microscope. Yeah, it was coming. That's But he sure won't be anymore.
<laughs> um, would you like to start the rose ceremony? Sure. No, I always go first. You have to go first. Okay, I'll go first. So my rose this week goes to Elizabeth Gilbert. I know it's really random and she's not like a political figure in any way. Okay. But she posted on Instagram basically like speaking out against Trump and like the racist tweets and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool because that's not really her. Um, that's like not her lane whatsoever. She's the lady that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she posted a quote by I think it was Bill Maher where she was like, The Republican Party is not racist, but if you're looking for a racist, if you are a racist looking to join a political party, then the Republican Party is the one for you. Yeah. Essentially. Um, So I just thought that was neat. It's also her 50th birthday today, and she's doing some work with Row New York helps transform the lives of more than 2,000 young people each year. So it's like for athletic and academic programs for kids. Cool. Um, so she's doing that for her 50th birthday. So instead of like getting her a gift, obviously, like go donate to that um, organization. She also just came out with a book called City of Girls. So she's just like back at it. Yeah, she's just she's doing cool shit. I like her a lot. I am sending home White Claw because I've had a lot of White Claw to drink over the last, I don't know, what, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it makes me say shit that I wouldn't normally say. I literally told my best friend on a Monday afternoon that her baby daddy had a lazy eye. Yeah, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. So, White Claw is going home. So, this week, I'm giving my rose to Mr. Congressman Wilhurt. Oh. So, he's a Republican. He represents a border district in Texas. And he voted to condemn the president in the house oh my god how dare you resolution of racist of racist tweets Uh, from the year 18 from the year 2019 of our lord cool he was supposed to run for president wasn't he no um i thought he was will heard yes i thought he was running for president he's a republican yeah i thought we talked about him once no yes As like a challenger to Donald Trump? Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure we talked about that before. Mm-mm. Anyway. So he, the district he represents is a swing district. He won it in 2018 by like 100 votes. So that is pandering to its finest. And I support you trying to hold on yeah. to your district because you were one of the last moderate congressmen left. That's cool. Moderate Republican congressmen, anyway, who have balls. Is he a daddy? I don't know. But he wins this week in my book. I'm here for it. And then I am sending House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy home. <laughs> what is the House Minority Leader? So he is in charge of the House Republican Conference, which is all the Republicans. Mm -hmm. That was Nancy Pelosi's position while the Democrats were in the minority. Oh, was he the one that was on the TV this morning? Yes. So he was like trying to defend Trump. Yeah. So Kevin McCarthy is a bitch. Okay. And it's very disappointing to see a seasoned politician go up there and just lick the president's boots. Yeah. You know what he's saying is bad. Have some balls. Yeah. It's bad. Like, whether or not... I guess just, like, don't go up there and, like, try to lie to our faces. And then try to sweep it as, oh, well, the president was actually talking about job growth and economic reform and, like, trying to hit all the buzzwords. Goodbye. Have a dick. Just be like, sorry. And call it out. I get that you're afraid. I get that you're afraid that he's going to get on Twitter and call you a pussy, but it's just shameful. Yeah. It's very sad to see. Well, because he was up there, like, trying to say that the president wasn't involved in that, like, racist chant. As he's sitting there, like, soaking it all in. But he, like, said the words. and <laughs> Like, he physically said, send them back to where they came. Yeah. Like, even if he didn't say it, like, in that moment, he said it, like, a couple days beforehand. 
on fucking Twitter. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter. And you can tell you want, oh, I didn't hear it. That's not what I heard. Yes, you did. You did. We're not dumb. You heard it. You're a bitch. You're a puss bag. You and your minority leader. Yeah. And I get that that's not constructive language. I could sit here and talk about how weak. Yeah, but we don't have to have I don't have to language. have constructive language. Because we're not important. No, we're not important. You're important. We're here for the people. Yeah. We need to let them know. All right, that does it. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm done. Okay. I'm spent. We I'm did 109 spent. minutes. Pick us, choose us, love us. Bye. Bye.